Spoilers ahead. I really don't want to explore this cave, dude. You do. It's a cave of wonders. It's the only cave in the game, and I don't want to go. Oh, my knees. Your legs. Oh, oh, oh. Ouch. My knees. I think you should call you should call this Firewatch. My knees. Hello and welcome to Watch Play Cry, where we talk about our thoughts, feelings, and more feelings about narrative video games. Video games have an amazing ability to make storytelling interactive, and a level of immersion and emotional attachment in narrative video games is the reason we created this space here, to share our thoughts and feelings about them. My name is Andy Wong, and I'm joined here by some good friends, Rogers. Hi, Andy. Melly. Hi, Andy. Harry. Hi, Andy. Chi. Hi, Andy. And Angela. Hi, Andy. A recap of the game we played, which is Firewatch. Firewatch is a quote-unquote adventure game, hiking simulator, with an emotional prologue. We are given the heartbreaking backstory of how the protagonist, Henry, met his wife, Julia, and her descent into early-onset Alzheimer's. As we try to be her caretaker, we escape through alcohol until Julia's family decides she should move back home to Australia, where they can take better care of her. We agree and join the Firewatch. The Firewatch Henry joins is in Shoshone National Forest, and our boss is Delilah, who is in another Firewatch tower quite far away. Over the radio, we talk about our past life, Delilah's past experience on the job, and how last year Ned Goodwin, who was the former lookout, had brought his son Brian, who left abruptly. As we explore, we also discover notes two rangers have left for each other through supply boxes and random tokens such as antlers and pine cones. Good old pen pals! Afterwards, we discover someone has been listening into our radio conversations and recording notes of Delilah, some of which got pretty steamy. We find a government research area and surveillance equipment with notes on the conversations and Henry's behavior throughout the last few weeks. While a fire burns into the southeast, we discover notes left by Brian, who doesn't like hiking, but his dad super wants him to like it. Tragically, we find Brian's body at the bottom of a cave! from what looks like a hiking accident. Turns out, Ned has been the one spying on us and has been out here hiding in his guilt. We ask Delilah to wait for us as a rescue helicopter gets here, but she predictably does not. We end the game with a handful of postcard-worthy pictures from our hikes and one picture of a dead Brian Goodwin. I want to open up the floor to how we felt about Firewatch. The general thoughts, feelings, what did you think? Harry, you actually played through this one, and we watched you play through it. What were your initial thoughts? The game itself was really fun to me. I, I really enjoyed the story. I was making a lot of choices by myself. Although some of you uh, put in your thoughts as well and just tell me what to input. But mostly, I, I got to make the choices of how I really wanted to play. The story was interesting, although there are some parts, which we will go into later, that maybe confused me a little but generally speaking graphics were nice story was good i had a good time good time hiking you usually do have a good time hiking yes oh although although uh while playing the music was oh yeah i i wanted to add the music added a lot to the atmosphere especially when i'm playing 
there are some parts where it got a little spooky. I know it's not a horror game, but because of how the music added to the atmosphere, it just got me a little spooked. Oh, you got spooked? Man, Devotion didn't spook you. This spooked you? Because I wasn't playing. There's a difference. Hey, that's a point our next member had made on previous podcasts. Chi, what are your thoughts? Oh, me? You ready for the controversy already? <laughs> yeah, let's get it up top. <laughs> well, how, how could there be controversy already? What was there to be controversial about? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I really, really wanted to like this game. There's so many good things about it. There, okay, the music is really good for when at times it does kick in. There's actually not a lot of music, but when it happens, it adds to the atmosphere. Uh, the graphics and the visual was just, just stunning. Voice acting was also really good. Actually, all these stuff is what I said about the previous one as well. Uh, if you listen to Free Files cast, then this sounds very familiar. What previous game, Pyron? Um, Oxen Free. Oxen Free. <laughs> yeah, I gave a very low score, so I don't really remember. Uh, we don't know what, ep- <laughs> we don't know what order these episodes are coming out in, so who knows? But check yeah, out yeah. the Oxen Free podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but that's where the differences end. Uh, unlike the previous game, there's a lot more here compared to the previous one. Uh, the story, I, I think it's okay for what it is. Um, maybe the beginning hour was a bit slow, but the middle part really picked up. So for me, the middle part, which I'll call the act two, was where the meat of the, the, the game is. The problem with the game is the ending. It just fell apart for me. It fell short. It felt like it leaves more to be desired. And when you have a game that is very story-driven and has everything that is just built on story, right? Because it's like a walking simulator story game. If the ending doesn't... um, If it doesn't hit, if it doesn't nail the ending, then to me, it almost feels like it's hard to like. What part about the ending did you feel was lackluster? So there's the, the the game has two things going for it. Uh, well, like the story has two things going for it. One is the story between the main character, Henry. Yeah, Henry, Henry and yeah. Delia, right? So that's yeah. one part of the story is their connection and their bonding. The second mm-hmm. part is the mystery, right? I feel like the mystery part is the part that was very lacking for me. They they set up all these things that had almost no payoff. The um two girls skinny dipping. There wasn't really a payoff there. The sun disappearing. Yeah, you find out what happened to it, but the way they built up to it makes it seem like there was going to be more to the story. There was more to a mystery. And the whole conspiracy thing too, it you know, was also kind of a letdown. So because that portion played a big part of the story, um, because the ending just wasn't, it didn't hit you. And it feels like it was just lacking. So to me, it's hard to like this game for me. Did you think the ending started when we were escaping from the fire? Because that's when we learned about Ned, right? It's only when the fire started and we were making our way to escape. Say the disappointing part was the last five minutes because up until then, like I was still thinking the story was going to lead somewhere. Right, so I was like, "All right, so it's not over yet." Even though we found dead body, all right, maybe there's still more to the story. All right, we're gonna go f- check out this lookout for this person that we've only been communicating the whole time, right? Maybe there's something there, and then you get there, and the only so-called plot twist or thing that happens is she's not there; she left without you. Right, 
And then you can look around and like her her hideout, but there yeah, isn't hard. really anything that adds to the story to me. And because of that, you know, you just go into the helicopter and you take off. It felt like wait, I was waiting for some sort of payoff, and it never happened. It's like a metaphor for life. <laughs> Right, but I'm playing a game to that. escape life. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing: if it was any, if it was a game where it was, um, like, say, if it was a game with other elements to it, like a shooting game, or have anyone played, um, Star Fox Adventures? Nah, man. No, but that sounds awesome. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, okay, so it's basically like an adventure game. You, you, there's like things to do. W- along with the story, however, the ending was very lackluster because you don't actually get to fight the final for the final villain that was hyped up throughout the whole game. They kind of just put that into a cutscene and then it was over. But at least there was some gameplay to it, right? But in this game, it's just pure story and pure walking. So if you don't nail the story, it just f- feels like that one thing that it was going f- that had going for it was taken away from me. So Octa Free had a similar kind of ending where nothing really happens and then also the other one was observation again where nothing was kind of like resolved afterwards do you feel like that those fit into like the same category of endings as as firewatch does um so for oxen free well i straight up said i just didn't really like that game right but this game i really wanted to like it there's so much good things about this game but I just couldn't because at the end, it's a story-driven game. And if you don't know the story, it's, it's lacking. Uh, in terms of observation, it was actually the opposite. The payoff was there. The, the, the ending wasn't what I had problems with observation. It was more like the puzzle and the... The puzzle stuff. Going yeah. Through. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm trying to remember it. Yeah. But I, the, the thing I remember the most about observation was actually the ending because it's brought a lot of questions. It lets people talk about it right it encourages discussion because you're like oh what what the hell happened so you want to talk to your friends about it and see what kind of conclusion we came up with at least that's what i tried to do but no one gave me their conclusion <laughs> um however for this game the conclusion is right there right it doesn't leave anything to the imagination there's a bit of story that there, there are parts that wasn't fully realized in terms of the story but the main part was there whereas in observation it was very open-ended right i think very early on i got the sense that this is very much a game of not about what the story is telling you but what you are inferring about the characters in that story and about what it would be like to be in their shoes right and just kind of reconciling that whatever happens in the story doesn't is not really the point so the whole thing about, you know, the conspiracy of the scientists or the fire or the girls, like, running away, it's, it's more about the experience of what would it be like if that happened to you? Like, if you were falsely blamed for something, if you had been party to a tragic event and felt the shame of not returning to society, if... You had anxieties about actually meeting someone you kind of got close to, but were too hesitant to actually talk to them face to face, right? You wanted to keep that distance apart, which I felt was more important to this story than the actual things that happened. And so everything else was just kind of to support kind of taking the perspective of all those individual characters, of Henry, of Delilah, 
of Ned and kind of experiencing what 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 they would be going through, right? As a different scenario that maybe you have experienced or maybe you haven't even considered before, right? So my argument would be then don't focus too much on the whole mystery part. The fact that they put in all these little like mystery here, you know, what happens to there and like they just put in all these things and none of them really accumulated to something. Like they could have technically left with the whole two girls skinny to think disappear. Like none of that had anything to do with the story technically. Well, it it did in that it made it was the driver behind all these mysteries, right? Because the first thing that happens is those girls go missing. One, you don't know what happened to them. Two, you are falsely accused of being involved in it or or led to believe you're falsely accused to it, right? Or, or it might happen, right? They file a report, you know, as soon as society comes back to us, it's gonna be, you're going to have to face a bunch of questions about what happened to those girls. Why didn't you report them missing? All that kind of stuff. I, I agree. And I, I think that was a good case in case study on sex cells because uh we're like doing this like i think it did because i I mean it hooked our attention because harry was like i found a bra and then like picked it up which is kind of weird and then he's like i found panties and then he picked that up and that was really weird and then after we found the naked girls harry tried to like look behind the rock first of all first of all you can pick these items up and radio Delilah for a type of conversation, okay? I'm trying to enhance the game and the story here, okay? Before you insinuate anything, I'm just trying to let you know and let our viewers know <laughs> that... You can just, just cut out his part. No, I, I, I'm going to keep it I'll in. I'll edit his part out. <laughs> And Harry chose after picking them up to tell Delilah about it. Whoa, 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 okay. <laughs> it enhances the story. That's all I'm gonna say. Did you did did you not hear what she said afterwards? She's like, uh, okay. Like, what kind of enhancement is that? <laughs> uh okay, she thinks Henry is weird, not Harry. What the hell, man? <laughs> Henry, Harry, potato. No, 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 no. It's two different Dirty, names. dirty. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, I was with you. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm curious to see. It's cool." <laughs> so overall, I thought the endings were not as strong, but I thought the style of the game said to me that it wasn't going to have a conclusive ending. That it was just going to kind of peter out, and you're just going to kind of be left with like a quietness. One of the big issues I had with this game is I wasn't playing it. I was watching Harry play it, and I definitely think if you were playing this game, you'd have a much better experience of it. Um, you can definitely go at your own pace. There's a lot of like dead time in here where you're just walking around. Uh, I saw this game when it first came out in 2016. So that's like five years ago. Where I didn't know anything about it other than it was like a walking simulator kind of game. And even then, I didn't find the graphics that compelling or the art style that compelling. Like it, it looks fine. Um, and then to also then just watch the game was okay from my standpoint. I'm going to be honest with you, Rogers. Sorry to cut in. Yeah. But uh, if you're actually playing, I know it's a little different because you were watching. Yeah. But if you had the game in front of you on a nice monitor, it, it, it does make a difference. The game actually looked really nice. The pictures, I don't know if you ended up seeing the pictures after. They they look pretty decent. 
to me at least from from uh from my perspective but if you're watching i can understand why it doesn't look as good because video quality and maybe my internet was bad also i i thought those were okay like from that perspective but even going through the environment i thought there was a lot of areas that were visually okay and maybe those would be better playthroughs right? so that you go from you know okay environments to kind of stunning environments but it wasn't compelling enough to just have that quiet, contemplative feel to it. Um, and definitely, if you're not playing it, you don't get that same effect, right? Like, same thing, you're playing a horror game, if you're playing anything else. You have a lot more suspense and emotional attachment to what's going on, rather than just watching it. For sure. Wait, so Rogers, so I, I was listening to what you were saying, but it seems like you were saying the same thing that I was, where it was okay, but the ending was... But I thought the point of the ending was to be kind of muted and kind of to be mm. more relaxed. I, I didn't expect the ending to have a big buildup. And so I wouldn't, I'm not going to fault this game for that. I'll fold it for a bunch of other things. But for its <laughs> ending to be kind of just slowly meandering to the ending. Contemplative, reflective, existentialist. Yeah, you, you, could, you could have all those nice terms with it. <laughs> uh, I, what, what I thought was the point. And, and so if, if, if that was what the game is going for. I thought it did okay in terms of that. I'll fault it for a bunch of other stuff. Because <laughs> it sounds like you're saying the same thing I am. It's just that I just, like, my first sentence was, I really want to like it, but I couldn't because of the ending. It's like there were different expectations on the ending and, and interpretations. I think. Well, would you want the ending to change? <laughs> Depends on if I was writing it. Like, for me, I wouldn't want this ending to change. I thought this ending was fine for this game. Let's come back to that a bit later, though, too. Like, how would fair you enough, like enough, yeah, if fair it enough. ended? Yeah, because I, I think th- I, I have some thoughts on that, too, which is, it's pretty cool that you brought that up. But uh, before we get there, Angel, what are your thoughts? I actually agree with what she said, and I feel the same way. Um, as in, I think I like the game less than he did. <laughs> because his his gripe was with the ending, but my gripe was with the whole thing. <laughs> Story. Whoa! I just found it so boring. And, okay. Okay. So, like she said, like the only interesting parts to him was, or the main focus of this game was really that mystery that's supposed to draw you in, but the mystery was a letdown. And for me, if you take out the mystery from this game, then you're just hiking, man. I, I, I'll just go hiking if I want to see that. Why am I game? <laughs> Amen. So I don't know. So my whole thing was, okay, I'm in it for the mystery. And the one thing I will say, though, is that it kind of, I understand why the game left the girls in and also the whole backstory with the wife. Because we also know that she's like a scientist and everything. And we know that something strange is happening. Um, so maybe that leads some players to think that maybe his wife has something to do with it. And just kind of set up these red herrings and whatever for people to kind of fall into the trap of this mystery. But even with those things, I feel like the girls were quickly eliminated as a suspect. Because <laughs> because they disappeared and they left you a note. And I was like, yeah, they're blaming you and suspecting you for being the person that has destroyed their tent and stole their stuff and whatever. But okay, from there, then what? From there, we know there's some person out there in the woods. And we get a bunch of hints as to the history with Ned and some other guy and Brian. And then it's like, okay, there you go. Solve the mystery. And then I wait for it to play out, but it plays out so slowly. So I have to watch you hike through the mountains and break your knees over and over again until we get there. And then when we finally get there, it just, it didn't even feel like much of a climax. Or maybe it was already the falling action because when you go into the cave and um, you get the recording from Ned and he explains everything that happens, 
Like, all right, great, he's gone now. Now what? I guess I'm going to go hike to the helicopter now. <laughs> when we find the dead body of Brian, that was probably like the most exciting part. Or maybe when we went to the scientist tent and we just spent a long time trying to track this thing that we couldn't find. That was probably the most exciting part of the game for me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Overall, I was very not compelled by the story and I found the overall experience kind of boring. But I will say that the art in this game is very beautiful. I like the environment. So the vi environment was beautiful and the character designs were really cute. But that's all it did for me. Uh, I, I want to share some thoughts too because uh, before I kick it to Melly, um, I, I, I agree with a lot of stuff that was said. You know, the cool atmosphere, the, the music really added to the atmosphere. That was really cool. I think it was really well done. There were some cool mystery elements to it. Um, I, I think the game really played like a novel, which is kind of cool. Like, I, I don't know if you ever kind of like heard that comparison where like TV shows kind of like watch like a novel or something like that. Um, this really felt like a game that like played like a novel because it felt like a slow burn even though it wasn't actually that long of a game it was like what like six seven hours i think four four hours four hours oh yeah okay wow okay yeah for me it felt like a six seven hour game you know it was four hours it felt I, I, I forever <laughs> okay well okay I, i'm gonna fault that on me because i keep getting lost and i kept pulling up the map i'm like oh where am i going i had to oh yeah that. i got so frustrated i thought that was cool because I, I, I know you did i, I know like, you did I was stressed at work, and then I came back, and I was watching this, and hair's like bumbling around. I'm like, oh, this drives me insane. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Uh, I, I, okay, honestly, the navigation was a little bit tough for me, because usually when I play games, they tell you there's like a compass that that like just pops up and tells you, or or <laughs> there, there's like the goal that tells you where to go. But because there isn't anything like that, and you're basically hiking... You have to pull up the map so often, and I'm like, huh, where am I going? Am I going the right way? That happens. It's in real cool, life. man. Yeah. Sometimes. It, it happens on vacation. I do that all the time. But uh, yeah, that, that might have been part of it, but I, I wasn't like not entertained. It, it felt like a cool soul burn. It was an enjoyable soul burn for me. I, I'm using burn as an intentional pun, by the way. Call 911, find the nearest burn center. Shoddy's ripping it up on the dance floor. But I did find like sitting, hiking with your emotions kind of like a, a cool uh thing that I experienced because like on the surface, all the things that are happening, you can kind of categorize uh and, and have some boilerplates uh responses to it, kind of like, oh, okay, so you know, you're you're in a rough marriage. Oh, okay, you know, you're flirting with some girl on the radio. You misreported something, you can just like all these things individually seem like they have very easy answers, very easy responses. But like when you're sitting through it, hiking through it, I think the game does a really good good job in making you experience the complexities and conflicting emotions that I actually might feel when you're actually experiencing and not just hearing about it, right? Because like, it's like, you know, we, we've all had like friends that like just like break up with like shitty relationships or whatever. And you're like, ah, you know, it's a breakup. But when you're experiencing it, right? It's, it feels so much more complex and conflicting, right? I think that... Making you sit with that stuff was a really good thing the game did. I agree that uh, there, there was this really, really strong middle arc. And then the ending kind of fell flat for me as well. It kind of was like reminiscent of some... And, and so I love this author. His author is John Green. I really like his books. I, I've read almost all of them. But some of his novels kind of have that for me. 
And I think uh, part of that is like, I don't have a deeper appreciation for literature. I just can't get to that level to appreciate how it ends. For me, it's a, I just appreciate kind of like the surface level story. And for a lot of John Green books, sometimes it has like this really strong start and middle. And then like the ending is like this kind of philosophical ending, but like narrative wise, I'm like, that's it. <laughs> and that's kind of what I felt. But Melly, what are your thoughts? I'm going to have to say that I agree with what Angela said. Maybe not as much, like not as hard. She goes hard. But we know, <laughs> we all here know, Melly doesn't like spooky. But <laughs> the spooky was the best part of this game. And because it didn't, <clears throat> like, because it didn't kind of play out like I thought it was, I was disappointed. And before we even started this game, I was like, oh, is it spooky? And everyone was like, no, it's not spooky. And then it got a little spooky. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. And then it just, mm -mm. <laughs> I was not, not happy, <clears throat> not happy about that. And so it wasn't. You did want even... a little bit of spookiness. I did. Like, I wanted something to happen. Like, yeah, okay, fine. We, we found Brian's body. But, like, is Brian ever going to get justice? When we get off this helicopter, are we, like, reporting this body? Like, Well, you, you can decide to, right? And that's one of the things that it did was, like, I posed you the question, like, should I report this when mm -hmm. I get back or whatever? You don't, ha you don't see the resolution of that in the game. But it, it prompts you to think about, would you or would you not sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Just not not happy, not not happy with the ending, and it wasn't even supplemented with like any kind of puzzles or like anything like that. I guess except for the picking out of the beer cans, I don't think that really counts. No, no, right? the puzzle was opening these. Uh, one, two, three, drops. four. One, two, three. No, five, six, seven, five, eight. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> I want to switch up. <laughs> Damn. Yo, that was hard, man. That was like, hard. Like, Ned wasn't already listening to our conversations anyway, that he already knows the password anyway. Like, Well, he was also a park ranger, a firewatch guy, so he already knew the codes. Exactly. That very not the new one. Code. Not, not the 5678, but what, I'm did sure. did they change it? Did I miss that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the last, but like the last two, or maybe the last one. But the, the part no, that bothered... So the part that bothered me the most is at the end when Harry didn't take a picture of inside of Ned's cave, but instead took a picture of his freaking view. Yo, the view is the okay. game for her. The game, oh, the we game had one photo left. Pictures of your adventure. Had, that was one, my adventure. We had one photo left, and that's what you chose to take. I took the notes with me, okay? Not the same. Not the same. So that's all you're I'm just, gonna say. You're just bitter because you didn't get to take the pictures. No. <laughs> wow. I, I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think that's the case at all. Okay, fine. No. No cave pics. But okay, I would fine. rather watch somebody play it than play it myself because I'm bad. I'm bad with maps. Hmm. Do you send unsolicited, unsolicited cave pics to people? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I sent it to all of you guys. Did, I didn't see oh, you it. Did, yeah. What, what's, oh yeah, what's the, the album is great. What was the email called? It was really nice. It wasn't an email. Um, He's put in the Discord chat. Oh, uh, I, I put it on the podcast, podcast stuff? stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dry Glacier Valley. Not, no, no. <laughs> just, just, I don't just it. wanted to leave. Oh, yeah. He's just like this game's done. I'm gone. Oh, I found it. <laughs> That's how <laughs> I feel at the end of my nice. most of my hiking trips. Oh, wow. I'm like, dude, this hiking trip has been an uh, experience, and I'm done. We can go now. 
<laughs> we can go now. I on that I I want to use that as a springboard into our our next discussion topic. I want to hear whether or not everyone felt like this was a very immersive, cool hiking experience or a boring walking simulator. What are your What are your takes? Boring walking simulator. Boring walking simulator. <laughs> boring but I felt my knees break. My knees exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I felt Henry's age. Oh, God. <laughs> He's probably like late 40s, early 50s. I think that's his age. I'm going to disagree with you all because... Hey, me too. I, I was going to say that, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> with you. Uh, I think it was a very immersive hiking sim uh, experience, not sim. It, it was definitely a very immersive for me because I... Not only was I playing it, but being in the game and just watching and listening to all these things rustling there's there's lots of environmental noises that comes around when you when you walk around this this park or this section the twin twin peaks but it's like when you walk around into the foresty part you hear uh, leaves rustling you hear noises of the animals when you get by the lake you hear the sounds of the water you hear just basically, it feels like you're there. And me being someone who enjoys hiking makes me feel like I'm actually there enjoying Shoshone National Park. Uh, so disagreeing with y'all, it's just a uh, Harry with the controversial take. I agree with Harry, <laughs> as I said. Um, I, I, don't, I, I think it's an immersive hiking experience because especially coming from the last game where... The difference between the last game and this game is last game was 2D. So you saw everything in like in front of you already, no matter where you walk. The good thing about this game that has the going for it is that it's in 3D. So even though it's kind of like the same where nothing's really happening, you're just walking. But as you're walking, the screen is moving. You can look around and see many things. It really does feel like you're in the park. Like I think the graphics played a big uh, role into it as well. I don't know. I thought that was one of the, the stronger parts of the game for me. It, it's almost like if you play um, Breath of the Wild with what the whole fighting and all the other stuff, it just it just looks nice. It adds to the um, the environment, no pun intended, and it just sets the mood mm -hmm. for the game. It's not supposed to be fast-paced, and the reason why it worked is because one is in 3D, so you can see more. Uh, two, there's the radio, so you're constantly talking to Delia, so it makes it feel like you, there's some sort of interaction going on. And three, three, I lost my train of thoughts. Three, we'll kick it to Angela while you think about yeah. it. Angela, oh, yeah. please fight this man on his immersive hiking take. You said you thought it was a boring walking simulator. Yeah, I mean, I do think that parts of it was immersing, and the parts that I think were immersing were the parts where Henry was climbing. And when he was falling and repelling, I think they did a really good job with that because <laughs> it because of the pacing that they did it at, as well as the sound effects that were with it, like his little grunting and everything. So we all felt <laughs> all of that. Um, but when it comes to walking around, I don't really think it did anything special to be immersive or like I wouldn't say that it's any different from playing any other 3D game where I would look around and feel more or less immersed than that. And overall, for me, I think they did a beautiful job with the environmental design, but it was it was a boring walking simulator. <laughs> I don't know. I'm biased, though. I don't like hiking, so. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it's like the hiking part 
And the beauty of it is the weakest part of it. I think that's part of the reason why I didn't get it back in 2015 or whatever it came out. Like, the, I, know, I love hiking. I go portaging every year. I take my sisters. It's great. The silence of all the beauty of the lakes. Like, I, so much so that I can't stand going to camping with, like, the sites that are right next to each other. Can't stand it. Like, that's just going to a car park and setting up a tent. <laughs> when I think of, like, environments that really immerse me and, like, wow me, I think of back to the 2005 PS2 title, Shadow of the Colossus. And that environment is something that is kind of breathtaking. And I thought the environment in Firewatch is okay, but as I just said, is is not anything special in particular. And for it to just be basically a walking simmer without a whole lot of other stuff, it, it, the environment itself didn't feel compelling enough to just be able to walk through and take nice pictures of. Alright, uh, Melly, you agreed with Angela and Rogers? I did. If the options are only immersive hiking experience or boring walking simulator, it's more on the side of boring walking simulator in my in my opinion. It could be a spectrum. You can you can Yeah, but okay, even if it's a spectrum, it's more leaning towards the boring walking simulator side. Okay. <laughs> right? How many times did we were we walking and then we're like, what is that? It's just like a puff of something. And it's just like, what was that? Was that a glitch? <laughs> like what is that? Right? Oh, what and, and, and a puff of dust. Yeah, what animals? What animals did we see other than the raccoon? We saw a couple birds, maybe. Or remember when we saw those birds like circling, and we we're like, "Oh, must be a dead body." Maybe did that was we ever find body. a dead body there? No, no. not there. But we no. did find. But the, in, in the, the bird. Did they signal anything? No, literally was, nothing. No, oh. that's so disappointing. We were, <laughs> we were warned about a, a bear. We were warned. We were oh, yes. in bear. We we're in a bear park. And there was, like, a, right. a bear that, like, the National Watch was like, yo, there's a bear on the loose. Yeah. Well, that, that's what we can assume attacked the girls' camp, right? Not a person killed their camp, right? After they turned uh, up, we can be like, no, oh. No, it, it was Ned. It was, it was Ned because he stole stuff from the camp. Yeah. yeah. And like he, put it, he put it in his yeah, cave. Yeah, it, it was Ned. Yeah, but I think what Rogers was trying to say is, like, as like a the, narrative portion, yeah, it could have been. Also, I don't think Ned is, like, tearing up the tent. So it could have been both of them, right? Oh, could have been. Yeah, could I guess be. so. Well, we never got to see it, and I wish I got to see one. So, <laughs> like, you're in a national park, right? There must be some animals that you could see, and I feel like that would have added to it. But all we saw was a raccoon. Did we see a deer? No, we, yeah. we had a... I, I think we did at the very beginning. We did? We, we did, did we? we did. Yeah. I zoomed into it. Did you yeah. yeah. take a picture of it? No, I don't I think we had the camera yet. Oh. And then we never saw a deer again. And we never saw yeah. a deer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got we a pet turtle. Again. Oh, yeah. A turtle. A pet turtle. We had the oh, pet right. turtle. Right. Yeah. See, it wasn't memorable. Turtle. See, we forgot about <laughs> And it was the cutest part. Yeah, no. Yeah, Sorry. Turtle Reynolds. It was cool. <gasps> That's right. All right. So I'm solidifying on the side more so of boring walking simulator. I, I like to add that um, to Roger's point. Well, I, I think the taking the pictures was really fun for me because as I was going around through the entire park, I was kind of looking for places to take photos of the view. The view, not the cave. <laughs> um, but I, I just thought taking some photos um, is what I do when I go hiking because it's a great view or something I'm seeing is just spectacular it's not something i would see in the city so i would take a picture and immoralize it in a sense just like how i took a picture of the dead body 
immortalized, right? Not immoralized, right? <laughs> a scandal picture. Immoralizing. Immoral. No, I'm moralizing <laughs> Ned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, show me your. But you rocks. never took a picture of Ned. Oh, we I never should. saw him. No, we saw him in the beginning with the flashlight. He is a flashlight dude. Yeah, but we don't oh, know what he actually looks yeah. like. Yeah, the spooky dude. Wait, you, you had a thing in your yeah. head. Yeah. So I was giving it a bit of thought. So I think if there was more going on in the story, I think it would have been better. But I think one of the reasons why Harry feels differently than most of us is because he was actually playing the game, whereas we were watching him. So especially if nothing was happening, we were just basically watching someone play a walking simulator. But if something was happening, or if you were actually playing it, then you're basically more involved. So it makes it seem like you're more of the character walking. Yeah, so maybe it was more immersive because he had the mouse and the keyboard. That's a good point. That That's like if you were Frodo and Sam in Lord of the Rings versus watching them fucking walk to Mordor. Watching them walk to Mordor was really boring. Reading about it was really boring. But I guess if you're Frodo and Sam, it wouldn't be boring. I guess it's a little different. We'll have to see. Maybe we'll play um another walking sim. Yeah, what's it called? What's the walking sim called? Super Seducer 2? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese one. The Japanese one? With the... But to be honest with you, uh, Super Seducer 2 is actually a much better game than Super Seducer 1. <laughs> Just letting you know, I, watch, I watched Melissa play. Down to watch, but... I Oh, I, actually, I wanted to note be, before we moved on from this that Harry does really love hiking uh, to the point where he almost died hiking on Mount Fuji. <laughs> almost died. I, I'm, like, in the middle of hiking. I, I enjoyed hiking in Costa Rica because, like, in Costa Rica, there was, like, animals and wildlife everywhere it's really cool I, it was dust stranding as well as thinking of mm, that's a long game though that's a long game but like that's the only other walking simulator i've considered playing you're literally an amazon delivering person in space right <laughs> you're not in space but i think the beauty of that game right is and this whole story behind it is there's a supernatural component to it which is more much more interesting than just the Firewatch stuff. Uh, they're very different games, right? But it, it was lacking that extra pizzazz for this one, I think. The extra oomph. To, to really entice oomph. me about it. That's fair. Yeah. I think um, one of the, the most, I guess, disappointing mechanical points to this game is I didn't feel like there was a payoff for the shortcuts. So clearing brush or creating new pathways didn't feel like it was rewarding during our playthrough. I don't know, Harry, if, if you if, if if creating the shortcuts felt rewarding or if we even did as many as maybe we should have. But that was one of the mechanics I thought there isn't it, it didn't make like a big impact to be able to cut a new path and then now have a new way to go to different items and to navigate around the map kind of thing. Like Welcome cleaning to down the, the ropes or clearing the brush or cutting out the trees to make a new branch area. It didn't feel like it was very impactful. Was it a shortcut? I thought it was required. It, it is required to get, well, I mean, you could walk backwards, but at the same time, some places, uh, well, I, maybe maybe when you say shortcut, the first thing I think of is attaching those ropes to the carabiners and rappelling down. To me, those are shortcuts because it lets you move to a different level quicker. Yep. And you don't have to go around the entire map because like you, if you guys thought it was boring, to watch me walk around it's going to be 10 times more boring to watch me walk around the long way 
But I felt like we only used that like twice in the whole game. And there are both times they were the rope repels. Did we ever use chopping on the tree or clean the brush? I don't I don't think chopping the trees in a brush were exactly shortcuts because they put it in the game as part of a progression. So it was a, it was a linear progression you had to do. One, one gripe I, I did have with that, though, was in the beginning during the prologue, we had to do a bunch of choices. And one of them was like we and our partner got mugged and then our dog got kicked. And then we had the choice to pummel our assailant or not. And we pummeled him and it left a really bad impression on our wife, Julia. And from then on, we we never took the game said we never took the route by the lake again which was super inconsequential as you walked along the lake like five times unless no, that's like part lake. of the experience like oh julia's well, not here I lake. Lake again. no but i thought the, the point of that choice is something else right the point of that choice is about violent right and it's she's she you, you punch a person in the face right and got violent with them and and then you make a vow not to do that kind of violence again and i don't think if any of those kind of choices came up for that, for, for performing violence in the game afterwards, right? Because we never had an opportunity to confront Ned, which I could have seen as a potential point where we could have said we're going to commit violence or we're going to commit, you know, forgiveness or whatever. Um, but again, I agree with the sentiment, like, that the choice didn't actually have that much of an impact, but I think it's for a different reason. It's not so much the lake, but it's about whether or not to commit violence, you know, in the face of adversity or whatever it happens to be. And I agree with you if that ever came up, but it never came up again. Real question, the the dog question, German Shepherd or the Beagle? <laughs> beagle, Snoopy bro. Well, Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> bucket, Bucket. Let's get a hybrid. Our, our boy yeah. Bucket hybrid. I don't think you should have those two mix. Why not? <laughs> uh, a German get a German beagle? Shepherd with floppy ears. A German Beagle. That's racist, bro. <gasps> a Beagle with pointy ears. <laughs> Interesting. All right, I'll cool. be like evil Snoopy, which Melly has uh, Snoopy <laughs> flying the Red Baron actually on I her have, mic. I have a Aviator Snoopy. Aviator Snoopy uh, fights the Red Baron, who is a German World War One uh, fighter. I thought Snoopy was the Red Baron. No, his arch enemy is the Red Baron. Tweety. What's his no, name? Tweety is just a bird. Woodstock. Woodstock. Sorry, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. Woodstock. <laughs> I, I only know this because I played a Snoopy Pop game on my phone, not because it's part of my company. Like, okay, I watched I watched the Peanuts every year for Christmas. I apologize to everyone. It's Woodstock. Yeah, I know. And his arch nemesis is the Red Baron. So having a German bugle would be like his antithesis. <laughs> All right. I, I want to springboard to our, our next question, though, keeping time in mind. So I, I want to explore some themes that I, I think this game actually did a really good job of exploring, which is relationships without physical or visual contact you know are they possible are they healthy we had a lot of examples of it um radio with the lila letters between the two rangers uh the, the whole prologue where we basically let our wife go to australia without us and and let her take a job basically have a long distance relationship with our wife um yeah what, what are your, your thoughts on that I, i'm gonna kick it to Melly because Melly had the last one I would say romantic relationships, no, but friendships, yes. Friendships, I have so many online friends that I've never met in real life, but we're really close and we talk about a whole bunch of stuff just because I know that I'm never going to see them in real life. So there's like no consequence for telling these people anything. But in terms of 
physical relationships, I don't think they would unless you have like a specific date on when you're going to meet or when you're going to get married and when you're going to live together eventually. That's that's what I think with this pandemic. My fiance haven't seen him in quite a while. We only live 20 minutes away, but oh. like I know, we but it it works out cuz I know I'm going to see him eventually, right? Like that's how I feel. Should we and go to the park together? No. He's like a I don't want to say he's a frontline worker. That's not really true. But like he's more <laughs> in contact with, with the public than mm-hmm. I am. He doesn't work from home as much as I do. So I would say that. But it, it works because I know I'm going to see him eventually. You know what I mean? Um, a couple more months, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I need to get a, I need to give him a haircut. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I would just say physical relationships, probably not. But friendships, for sure. All right, I'll go to Angela. What do you think, Angela? <laughs> um, okay. I think it depends on the people. I think it could work for romantic relationships, definitely for friendships. Um, but it just depends on the people and their personality. And also, I think with long distance, it really depends how much effort the people are willing to put in. Because I know some couples that are with someone in a different country, and they're able to work out their time zones and just work out their relationship still, even though they don't have physical contact or they won't see each other for years. And they're still able to work it out just because they put in the effort and time to do it. So I just think it depends on the people involved. Also, Melly, you eat oranges like a psychopath. What? (laughs) I think, I don't know if it's, well, if you say that, then it's not a Chinese thing. It might be a Jamaican thing. I'm just going to put it out there. It might be. I don't think it's a Chinese thing. What's wrong with the way she eats oranges? I don't understand. It's a, it's a Jamaican do, thing. Do you eat a, uh, so Melly just cut the orange in half and is now eating it like a bowl. <laughs> well, I don't like the white part. Let me, let me, let me live. But she still, <laughs> still has the worst parts on her orange. She still has all the white part. Real, what's wrong with the white part? No, you don't eat the white part. You just like it's like all fiber. But did you did you peel it though? It looks like yeah. So you have to peel the outside, but not too far. You can only do these with certain kinds of oranges. But so, but are you using are using the peel as a rind for something else? No, you just throw it out afterwards. But that so I don't understand because the the very outside bit of the orange is a really good piece of product to use, right? And then the inside piece is really good, but the white part is awful and bitter. So I don't understand why you would peel the outside the orange but leave the white part there instead of just putting the whole white part over and just eating the good orange inside. Let me live my life! That's why Rogers is going to be a producer of issuing challenges to your cooking YouTube channel. It's a Jamaican thing, okay? Let me just live my life. Alright, cool. It's a Jamaican thing. There used to be a Korean-Japanese restaurant that I used to go to at high school. It was really close by. And... When after you have your your meal, they would serve you oranges, but they would cut on the inside and separate the orange flesh from the white bitter parts, and then they'd flip it upside down, and you just pick it out into slices. She knows. So I got send this, but you haven't done that at all. You just you've left <laughs> you've left the, the orange flesh attached to the white bitter rind, but also peeled the outside, which is very confusing. And then you throw it away the outside instead of like canning it or using it for like potpourri or something i don't like i it's very confusing I don't, I don't. no explaining her youtube channel man you gotta wait for it 
<laughs> Rogers is finding the way Millie eats an orange much more entertaining than this game. You, you know what you did? You made her put it away. She put the orange away. Wow. <laughs> she stopped eating. Next thing you know, she's going to turn off the camera. Peer pressure you out of orange. eating an orange. <laughs> she's like, no, eat it how you want. It's your life. Live your best life. It's cool. It's, I was, I've never okay. seen an orange. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to share my screen real quick. Okay. okay? <laughs> how Jamaican people eat oranges. Look, this is this is exactly what I did. Look, look. Orange one half through the thickest point, north of the top where the stem is attached. Then half is then sucked. That's how ordinary Jamaicans eat oranges. They do not squeeze them. And drink the juice from a glass, nor do they peel them with fingers and eat the pegs or stems. It's legit. All right. That's, Google that's, says it's see, legit. Look, this is me. This is me. But wh- <laughs> why do you, why do you peel the orange part? Because that's like it's too flavorful. Like, do you want to bite into the rind of an orange? No. The but you're not biting part... the the bitter part, are you? Because you're, like when, you're like when eating. You, when you eat the orange, you put your mouth on this part and you like bite it and you just like scoop it with your teeth. Okay. Interesting. Just let me live my life. I, I, I will after after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Till then. <laughs> you know you want you know. Uh, gee, what, what are your thoughts on, on how of like relationships with a physical how like do you long distance? Uh, up to you, however you wanted it. Uh, I think long distance works. Um, if there's sufficient um, communication, sufficient trust, and if it's temporary, then it works. So the wifey, when she was in university, she went to um, Ottawa. We did long distance for three years. And then she did co-op in Hong Kong. So we did another long distance for one year. And the way we made it work is we just did a lot of FaceTiming. Um, we chatted a lot. We just trust each other a lot. And because I knew she would eventually come back, then it's fine. Yeah, it's like to me, it's, I think long distance is fine as long as, like what Angela said, people put their, like put effort into it. It's not for everyone for sure. But if you're, if you're into that or if you have no choice, right, then, you know, I think it's okay. Hey, what are your thoughts? Well, if I'm, if I'm thinking the game and the setting, it's like based in the 1980s, right? Internet wasn't there so based on your questions relationship with a physical or visual contact basically you're like writing letters to each other or calling each other it's not like now even if you are afar apart we have the internet we're all looking at each other now and we're all spread out within the city and we're different parts of the city that's very far away so I, I do see it slightly different. And I do feel that if you are having that type of friendship or relationship back then, it does work a lot better because that's all you can have because there, there is no physical element. And all you're doing is talking to someone, getting to know to someone just based on letters or just how they describe themselves it leaves up to the person's imagination to figure out this is how this person looks like. Same with Delilah, who's asking Henry how he looks like through the radio. And Henry just describes how he looks like. And she drew a picture and just assumes that how roughly Henry looks like. It was healthy. It was a good friendship all the way to um, until the end where it led to some disappointment on Henry's part. But I think throughout the entire game, it was a very good fun relationship where the two parties had a lot of fun they joke around they gave each other pet names and i think that 
can transfer into the real world in that time as well. Because I can see that happening. I, I would do uh, just play devil's advocate. I can see all those arguments working today. I don't see how modern technology takes any of that away. Well, one of the things that... If anything, it enhances it. One of the things modern technology does is... It's my friend in the Discord, right? Uh, I'm a big fan of, like, like passive contact or passive exposure. Just, like, just being around people. And one of the things that you can do is you just be on a Discord call and not talk to anyone. And just have a bunch of people doing their own stuff in the background. And you don't it's necessarily need to... the office... You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't need to interact with them. You know, they're playing their own game. I'm playing my game or I'm cleaning my room or cooking or whatever. And it's just in the background. And if something comes up, you can talk to them as if they were just in the next room on the couch or on the, at the desk or whatever. Um, and it's, it's a lot different than back in 1983. You know, you don't have the same bandwidth capacity to do that. You don't have necessarily very good video calls. You're not on the phone forever because that would cost you a fortune, I imagine. It's a very different experience to have where you have to make a dedicated effort to contact someone. Whereas nowadays you can just leave a room open and people can come and go as they please and just kind of be around without having to do anything without making a concerted effort to do something or to be entertaining or whatever happens to be um, at that time. That's a cool distinction. Like pre-internet or whatever, you had to make like a more concerted, conscious effort to be present as opposed to being like casually present. Well, the thing is, people were more present before the internet. Now people have very short attention span, right? Arguable. That's debatable. I think it depends on what it is, right? Yeah, I, don't, I actually don't think attention spans have shortened or lengthened anymore. It's just technology has just capitalized on the existing nature of it. Melly, you're frowning. Yes, controversial. She doesn't, take. A, she doesn't no. agree. She no, doesn't I don't agree, agree with that at all. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Our attention span is poop. It's terrible right now. It, it's definitely because shorter. of and be, yeah. it's because of social media. It's because of this thing, the phone, cell phone. Everybody knows the person where you're out to lunch or something that they get a notification. They have to check it right away. Like relax yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody knows somebody like that. And even now, sometimes I watch an Instagram story. It's like a minute long. I'm like, that's too long. And I just keep scrolling. Like, Here's, here's my counter argument. If mm-hmm. you were to give that same ability to someone in, in the 50s, 70s, 80s, whatever, would their behavior be different or would it just be the same? And I would say... But it doesn't matter. But it, it's a product of our environment, right? Yeah. Regardless of what is causing it. Our attention span is shorter, not because it's a genetic thing, right? It's because of the environment that we live in. I would also disagree with you because I've seen my mom fucking using that, like, iPad, like, going ham on the YouTube. Yeah. Like, she she fucking hates ads. Like, the moment she can skip it, she's just like, I'm done. And if the video is boring, well, that's just because new video. Suck. Well, okay. Aside I think from people ad- have wanted to skip ads since ads have been a thing. <laughs> okay. Besides ads popping up, it's just like if the video gets too long or the intro is crap, it people just skip to the content. Like they, they skip into five minutes into the video and start watching. I've noticed myself that if I see a YouTube video, if I watch a YouTube video that's 28 minutes long 
and the guy or the girl is just talking. It's like, hey guys, welcome to my channel, blah, 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 blah. It, it, it's boring crap. I don't, I don't need that. That's just noise. Well, I would skip that too, right? Because I thought... Is that how you're going to produce content. my YouTube channel? Make sure there's no introduction. No, no just create, get into the content. <laughs> Straight into the kitchen. <laughs> but speaking of the kitchen, she has a hot take to jump in the frying pan. She, what you got? Yeah, so I notice um, whenever you watch movie trailers or music videos, right? If you watch the whole thing, they actually cut to a different scene every like four to five seconds because they know the current generation has short attention span. So they always have to cut scenes, you know, do a transition is to capture people's attention. Otherwise, like you guys said, you would just stop watching. On top of that, I was listening to a podcast where they, they were talking about putting music on Spotify. They the how they track it is if people don't listen to if they if they can't get past the first ten seconds of the music it's it's a skip for most people and they don't get money out of that so it's it's how short the attention span is if the music is just like not a bop and just skip yeah see that's why so I, I have Spotify and I might discover weekly playing I used to listen to it a lot more when I had to commute but now I don't have to commute so um, but I always made a point to listen to each of those songs twice through that week from start to finish, just to make sure, like, is this actually something that's going to be interesting or not, rather than just skipping through something kind of mindlessly. But that's something you have to make a concerted effort or decision to do, right? And I don't think, I, I think most people can agree, like, just heuristically looking at our lives, that's not how most things are set up, right? They're mo you got to get attention quickly and then move on. Because there's only so much hours in the day, so many minutes, and there's so much content out there that is vying for that, right? So, and I, I want to give Angela a chance to voice her opinion. No, I totally agree with what everyone else said <laughs> because I do oh, think okay, that attention spends tough short. Yeah, everything's just so accessible now, and then everyone's just always on social media. Everything is there for you. All you have to do is turn on your phone or like look at your phone. Even Amazon shipping. If I if it's not Prime or one day delivery, uh, fuck it, I'm not gonna buy from that. If it comes as soon as possible, I would love it because it's like instant gratification. Like that's an economic it's choice, right? <laughs> that's like, well, if there's a better option, economic, of course, go for the better option. That's it's, it's as simple as that. To me, it's kind of like the intent. Well, I don't think so. I don't think it's the intention it's, span because it's I think instant gratification, dude. It's the yeah, instant exactly. gratification. Well, th so that's the argument. I would say. It, that instant gratification isn't the reason for shorter attention. I don't think short, well, it might, shorter attention spans might be a thing now, but I don't think, at like, well, like Roger said, it's a product of the environment, but I don't yeah. think it's limited to the type of people we are now. I think, like, that's like saying, you know, people right now drive really fast because we got faster cars. But if you got, if you gave that fast Ferrari to someone in the 1940s, would you be like, well, they'll still drive slow? No, they're going to go as fast as that Ferrari can go. Uh, not well, once they true. once they get used to it, but it, I I don't know where. The I don't understand this line of argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm lost now. Because <laughs> I agree with you. Because if you give all the not. current technology to people in the past, yeah. then they become people in the yeah. present. Yeah. Well, so I, I work in advertising, right? Yeah. So this has always been a problem. Advertising is getting people's attention. That's basically what our industry is. And the, the idea of modern advertising is, yeah, you got to be really snappy because there's so much like cognitive overload that you have to fight for attention in any way you can. But that fight for attention has always been there. It's just the mediums and the methods available have been restricted to whatever technology at the time. But it doesn't mean that 
that competition has never been there or that, you know, constraint has never been there. Right. But it's so much more exacerbated by technology, right? And, that, and that's what it does. Technology just enhances whatever is there, right? Be it good or be it bad. It just multiplies it, right? Which, and, which is why I would say what, what, what Harry was saying, all his points on like, you know, back in, in the 1980s where this uh, game is based, I think 1989. Or something. Nine, well, it, it's like it's a range. It's just the range of stuff in the eighties. Yeah. Just yeah, just say the eighties. When when dial up internet was a was a thing, you know, like all the things that Harry was saying that made that relationship work in terms of like non physical, non visual contact are still you know, they're only exacerbated by technology today. It doesn't go well, away. Do you think you can have a good relationship? It doesn't have to be romantic without the physical or the visual. You don't Mel know how this person currently. Yeah, had you, a lot of even back then, like, over current, No, I'm saying currently. If you currently. make a new friend, you Mel don't know currently how they look has like. them. No, no, she no. knows how they look like. But what I'm saying is, like, if I can see you guys right now and have a friendship, like, I've literally never met any of But, like, if we can be friends, right, in a time right now where I can see you guys, but I'm having a relationship with somebody and we're only, like, pen pals, like, why, why can't, like... It doesn't. It wouldn't work now because we have the technology now. Why would I revert backwards? Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, it's not revert backwards. It's like it's that same backwards. concept put forwards, right? It's it's like a lot of people in a lot of MMORPGs that that form guilds. Shut up, Harry. See you laughing. Yeah, you for, yeah you play on the game, but y'all you're all friends on book on the side, and you know what y'all look like. No, but you don't know. No, what you, you, look don't, like. you don't. You don't because. No. So I, I don't I don't know how people play MMOs, but one of the big draws, especially during high school, is that it's another group of friends to hang out with, and sometimes you get really close with those people, but you never actually see them. You don't know who they are in real life. All you know is their username, basically. You don't even know their real name sometimes. Yeah. But they can become your like your really good friends. That yeah. same thing can happen, you know, w- without that. It just takes more effort to do it, right? Because then you're doing it by phone calls or by mail or by whatever it happens to be and so that's what we're saying like technology enhances those components so while it enhances our penalty to you know disinformation and our attention pan is becoming shorter because of technology it also enhances our ability to communicate with other people right so instead of having to wait you know two weeks for a letter to go by right we can instantly message them right we can hang out passively instead of having to be a concerted effort to do it yeah, well, yeah. Well, the, the point I was trying to make was all the things that Harry was saying that like it was like these things worked for that time. I was saying I think those things still work for this time. It, the, none of those constraints go away. None of those reasons are are the the reasons why they work go away because we have technology that surpasses that of dial up internet and radio. But the thing is, okay, if you bring that stuff here, would you do it, or would you use the technology now? To form those relationships i've done it now you wrote letter. hand handwrite letters and you mail talk them? to people just on the phone and you mail them with a stamp i've mailed postcards sebastian's uh, mailed postcards to me you know what they look like <laughs> I, no, I thought they're really like, sweet it, it, no, no, it no, means but, so much more because it, there's like that means that person put that much more effort into but this pri- that's like it, it's sebastian you know sebastian though. that's different it, yeah, and you talk to them in other communications. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. talking if you make a new friend now, would you handwrite a letter to someone you never met before? You never spoke to them. Would you make the effort to uh, call them 
Or would you be like, hey, let's go on a Discord call so I can see you and you can see me. We can chat. Okay. I think you're, you're confusing a little stuff. As someone you've never had any contact with, all of these things are pretenses, all right? You don't write someone randomly in like Hamburg, Germany. It's like, hey, you want to be friends? <laughs> all have a pretense. Wow. <laughs> but like Delilah like and Henry. Delilah, exactly. Their, their pretense was they were coworkers. A coworker. Okay, let's say you have a coworker in Germany. Never spoke to this person until you the first day at work. Yeah. I'll message them. On what? You're going to write them a letter. You're going to call them on the telephone. But what's the difference of, uh, on the difference of medium? Because it's about speed. It's about it's speed. About it's about your attention but, span. It's like it's right away. If, if you're sending a letter, you have to wait two weeks for them to reply back. Okay. For them to get it and then reply. Does, my, does, the, does the content and meaningfulness of what I write change in a letter versus instant message? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Da 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 da. da. It's very just casual and informal. I, the the ability to make friends through instant communication is much easier than it is through long. Like if you're corresponding with a coworker through snail mail, back and forth, the the ability for you to form a friendship through that is a much longer process. Sure, it's a longer process, but does that does that diminish the process? Does that diminish the meaningfulness? We're not saying it doesn't diminish the meaningfulness. We're saying people don't have the attention span right? now to do those yeah, things. Yeah, if you had the choice. As soon as you stop becoming a coworker, you're not you're not mailing them anything anymore, right? But if I you mean, as, long as, we, as soon as we don't become coworkers, I'm not instant messaging them either. <laughs> but you might have had the time already to become friends, right? Like I have a co I have an ex coworker that I still talk to now, right? But that's only because we can send informal messages. Sure, but quickly this is like and get a quick response. I, I I see where you're coming from. Like this is the speed of how a relationship progress, but that doesn't mean a relationship can't progress given the. But speed we're not saying that. Now. None of us but are you saying were, that. Saying it, but you you were saying you can see how this could work back then, and I'm saying this could still work now with What's this technology that? with other technology. Um, okay, I did say it worked in that. Uh, I can see how it worked in the eighties. Because they didn't have a choice. They didn't have yeah, because they didn't have a choice. But like now. I don't see it because it's not meaningful to do those things, but it's because there's technology that made things so much easier and the accessibility and the instantaneous to, to just talk to someone and meet someone and have that visual contact. I'm just kind of being a dick to be a hell of it right now. I, I totally understand where you guys are coming from. I, I know that's okay. I mean, it's a, it's a discussion. But I, right? I, I still agree to disagree that, you know what? I think, all like written communication, if you're gonna like radio me or whatever, I think okay. those become more meaningful because they take so much longer. Okay. Put putting those aside, putting technology aside, are we in agreement that long distance relationships are easier now in the modern times than they were in the eighties? Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. That clears up for the Imagine. audience. There's no <laughs> argument. There's no argument. Watch, watch Play Cries agree that now it's easier to do LDR. <laughs> uh, on that note, you know what? I'm bad question in case like we're under time, but actually that became a really fruitful discussion. <laughs> it took a lot of time, actually. So you know what? Let's let's talk about our least and worst favorite parts, and then we can go to review. What does that sound like? Okay, sound good. Unless anyone wants to talk about any other kind of themes or questions they have, Angela, you have like a smirking face. No, I'm trying to think of the best part. <laughs> That's why I wish <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> On that note, 
Hey guys, what do you think is the best and worst parts from your experience of the playthrough? Love to hear your thoughts. Harry, we had a lot of back and forth. I want to agree yeah. with you on this one. What is it? Okay, 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 okay. So for me, I think I said in the beginning, the best part of this game was the hiking experience and the photo taking oh elements. You might say, oh God, all of you disagree with me. I don't care. To me, I was playing it. I was very immersed in the environment. It looked good in my eyes. And I was walking around getting lost. And I, sometimes I stumble into weird, cool things like a raccoon. And then Delilah scared it away. And, and I found a pet turtle, Turt Reynolds, my boy. And I took a picture, a nice picture of a cool tree that was dead. But oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that was a very fun and enjoyable part for me because everything I was looking at was like, whoa, that's cool, and everywhere I was going was fun. It, it just felt like if I were to go hiking, I don't get lost, but it's it's fun getting lost in the environment and just roaming around. Clear, you weren't high during this, right? No. All right, do not need psychedelics to be a good time. Harry had a good time. Yeah. And the worst part, I guess, was just picking up these notes uh, between the two rangers. But Delilah has mentioned in a story that these rangers aren't even supposed to be here. So they're just like leftover notes or something like that. And maybe I didn't pick up all the notes, but it just didn't make sense to me and why they were part of it because they were explaining something and then suddenly they were talking about a girl and then they're talking about like i miss you man we're going to alaska find you there or meet me there things like that it just i guess it didn't make sense because i had bits and pieces of story but that's my least favorite part hey right. uh chi you, you look pensive and when you look pensive i love to call on you <laughs> well I honestly agree with Harry. I think, I know you all don't agree, but I honestly feel like you'll feel differently if you were the one using the mouse and the keyboard. Like this is no different than a lot of like open world games where you walk around in the open world before you get to the next town. They do it in Zelda all the time. But I know in certain games, they put like monsters in the overworld. The problem with this game is that because the story wasn't solid enough, that's why the whole hiking experience didn't help. Like, if, if, if it had a good story, and especially if you were playing this game, I would argue that you all would think differently. So for me, I think the best part is also the um, hiking, uh, looking around the scenery. I just think the artwork is so good. I just really like it. Um, oh, that's just me. But yeah, which leads me to the worst part, which is obviously the ending. It just didn't tie everything together. It didn't there's no payoff. I keep using that word, but it really is that it's missing that payoff. If it had that payoff, it would make this game so much different, which is really unfortunate for me. All right, missing the payoff. Paying off to Angela. What do you think? So I'm going to start with the worst part so I can leave off on a good note. But the worst part to me is <laughs> kind of general, but I feel like it's the lack of enticing experience for me or excitement overall. Because I feel like this game didn't really do anything to captivate my attention, which is why I was really bored during the playthrough. And um, I attribute that to the lack of, I guess it's mostly the story, because I feel like all everything was kind of inconsequential. And also nothing really had 
deep meaning to me or yeah so that's why i would say that that's the worst part but i want to say that my favorite part of the game was actually the map i think the game did a really good job in using that as a tool to guide the player where to go and because it was so realistic like how he pulls it up and you get to add new locations to it every time you open a new supply crate i think that part of it is kind of immersive because it's realistic but it's also kind of clever ui yeah so i'd say the map was sort of my favorite part but the game also did a really good job in the voice acting. So when you hear Henry and Delilah communicate, you can really hear like the flirty tones or just like the teasing. And I think they did a great job with the voice acting there. Do you like it every time I pull up the map and just went up to your face? And you're <laughs> oh, oh, no, the, the best yeah. was when you pulled up the map and didn't know what you were looking at. I was so mad. I was like, stop pulling up the map, pull up the compass and just go west. <laughs> So every time you pull up the map, you get more lost. <laughs> he thought he had to go to the flashing red thing, but we were the flashing red thing. Can you guys all relax? Come on. I, I figured it out eventually. You know, I, I compass. Rogers, don't get mad. Navigational B tier skills. You could you couldn't trust that you were going the right direction. You kept pulling that map. Except I'm like, you just have to like trust, you know, west is west and go west. <laughs> Next time. Next next game I play, I'll make sure it's a walking sure game. <laughs> uh, Rogers, what was your best worst? I I enjoyed the meandering notes and stuff like this. Like there's a lot in a lot of these games, I don't know. I, I I'm noticing like a trend where you, you guys don't you don't you don't like the kind of background side stories that kind of happen that kind of are building. Yeah, they're kind of meaningless to the overall stuff, and they're just kind of to sit there and enjoy, kind of almost on their own. And I actually enjoy those things, especially in a in a chill game like like this, where you're just kind of walking around and, and discovering tidbits here and there to be able to find those notes, um, and just kind of like take a delve into these two people's communications, um, and, and figure out more about them. It's kind of nice. It's, it's a separate story from all the other troubles that are going on in the current one. I, I don't mind those because cause I understand the purpose is to get a sense of reflection about what has been going on. Like the best parts of these of this game is really in order to enjoy it, you really need to want to embody the experience of those characters. You have to let yourself be put into it and immerse. And to step in, yeah, to step into into their shoes and. If if that's not your jam, or if that's not what you feel like playing, it it's not a terribly interesting game, right? So if you're not going to engross yourself in how those people would be feeling, and kind of mirroring what you might think those people w- would be experiencing, beyond just what the game tells you, then it it's kind of it falls a little flat. The acting is quite good, but it's not a high you know, thriller story going on in there. So uh, that and then the graphics are okay, but they're not anything to write home about. Like I've seen worse graphics that are more beautiful in, in some ways. And I brought that up with, you know, 2005's, you know, Shadow of the Colossus had amazing scenery, but arguably worse graphics, right? So it, it just doesn't reach that point of beauty that captures the imagination sort of thing. She will loving it. You feeling really meh? Uh, Melly, what are your thoughts? I would say the best part, I'm going to say, was taking the pictures. I think it was a nice surprise at the end that we got to download 
the actual pictures that we took. That was a nice touch. Right? So when we took the picture of Brian, I was like, oh shit, maybe we need it as evidence. But actually, it's just, you know, it's just for you at the end. It was nice to have a memento. However, I wish like that came with good memories of like a good game. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yikes. Um, and I guess my least favorite part is is the ending. Like Delilah, she, she kind of like lied to us at the end, right? These kids are always stealing the sign. That's why she's Delilah. Oh <laughs> These kids stealing the sign for like Pork Park or whatever it was called, but she was the person who stole one of those. Like, come on, Delilah, what else are you lying about? Like, I wish we could have like confronted her or something. We never, well, yeah, I guess we. That was a cool Easter egg. It was. I was just, is she who we thought she was? Like, I wanted to confront her. I wanted to just kind of see what she looked like, too. She lied about uh, Ned bringing the kid up. Ned. She lied about. And us being girls. Yeah. And, and us, and, and bringing up our wife in conversation. She did that and said, you brought it up. She, she was very guest lady. An unreliable character. She literally left us, even though we told her not to leave us. She left us any. But you can understand why. Nah, bitch. Right? Why? <laughs> no. Why? She'd be flirting with us, but she knows we have a, a a wife. She has someone back home that she, you know, needs to go talk to. It was like a harmless flirt thing. She just she didn't have the strength to actually physically confront someone, and and she didn't she didn't want to feel that right. And after all they had been through, you know, she wasn't ready to do that. Like I felt that, right? And I can understand why she was not going to show up there. And she took the easy path and said, yeah, I'll be there just to shut you up. And then head on the helicopter and head out. Or even if, even if she really meant to stay there. And upon hanging up, had a reflection and dawned on her that, no, I actually can't do that. And then, and then took off. Like, I understand those feelings that, that she would have had. And that, that's the part that I liked about this game is, is trying to embed myself in, in, in those people's shoes. But why are they making the decisions that they're making? But all that comes like externally from my own experiences and less so from the game itself, right? So Damn, you flew away from someone in a helicopter. Okay, so... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay, so you wouldn't so you would have also left. Okay, would any if No any no you... I, I wouldn't say I would have left, but if I was Delilah okay. going through all her things, yeah. I can understand why she left. Is is different. Mm-hmm. But if you were Delilah, if you would I was have. me. Mm-hmm. And I had been flirting with Henry. Mm-hmm. I probably I would not have left. You wouldn't have left. I wouldn't have left. But if I was Delilah and had all Delilah's problems and all the lying and the character that she was, then I can understand why she left. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like Delilah said, no one comes to the forest without baggage or running away from baggage. I still don't like it. I don't like her. She's scummy. <laughs> yeah. Yummy. She's scummy. If she was in a watchtower, I'd let her. I'd let her go too. You could, en- you could, you, <laughs> you could kidding, enjoy kidding, kidding, kidding. scumminess of her, right? <laughs> yeah, she she's a bad person. I it's like I can, um, I can it's respect like Walter it. White, right? Like we we mm-hmm. like to enjoy Walter White from Breaking Bad because of how terrible he is, how, how an awful person he is, right? Which makes him such a nice character. All right, fine. No, you don't agree. Okay. <laughs> I don't like Walter White. He he's a bad person. Glad he I'm not gonna spoil the ending. <laughs> Glad he made it through all those seasons. Mm. Uh <laughs> yep. 
for myself, I think the best and worst part are the same. I I really enjoyed that spooky mystery thing because like all compiled the stress of the atmosphere, right? It was like those naked teenagers at first seemed non-consequential, then they went missing, and we didn't report them because the lie didn't want to talk to the cops. Shit, we might have been the last people to see them alive. Now we're on the hook, right? Oh man, there's some creepy guy with a flashlight that knocks us out. Someone broke into our place. What the fuck? Oh look, there's a secret research center. And they've been spying on us all this time. We had to break in to find out what's up with that. Man, conspiracy theory time, right? Uh, uh, waking up in the middle of the night to, uh, quote unquote, our wife calling us Julia. And then it was, it turns out to actually be Delilah. But Delilah's been lying to us so much. Did our wife call us? How did she get our radio frequency? I don't even know. What was happening? Right? I was like, okay, this kind of like a question mark. What's real? What's not? Are we losing our mind? We're alone in the forest forever. So... I thought all that was super strong going through the whole thing. And then Harry picking up beer cans. That was kind of cool. Good for you, man. I, I, I can trust you to not litter when we go camping, which will probably never happen because screw camping. But <laughs> camping's dumb. Anyways. <laughs> camping is great. <laughs> I, I, I will hard disagree with you there, but I'm going to take you camping. Fine. We're going to oh, go man. fattaging. We're going to go shit in the woods. Oh my god, this is like my comedy We're gonna bit shit in, in the life. woods? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna shit in that's the woods? That's portaging, there's no toilets said. out there. There's no toilets. Okay, that's what you oh. actually said. I, would, I didn't even <laughs> hear what you said. Okay, I'm good. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just confirming that's what you said. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, and then, yeah, kind of like what Chi and Andrew were saying, like at the end, how it all tied up. By the way, the girls, they're fine. Don't worry about it. And, uh, oh yeah, by the way, that was me, not your wife. Don't worry about it, are you talking about and that guy that totally accidentally is responsible for his son's death, ah, it was just leave him in a forest fire, whatever. You know, cool that we discovered it, but eh, what can you do? Uh, what? <laughs> this is how the mystery ends with the whole government conspiracy? It turns out this is one guy taking notes in a tent with uh, in a tent, by the way, which we saw housed three beds. So I was like, oh, come on, man. This is like red herring after red herring. It's like supernova herring at this point. But yeah, that, that, I thought that was the, the, the strongest point and the weakest point. Also, uh, I want to do a highlight shout out to how the character climbed things and made us feel the ache in his knees. Oh, God. Dude's going to have arthritis in his knees in like a year. <laughs> every, every time he jumps off. And, and oh, then, yeah. And then the bend in the knees. Yeah, man. It's just one, like... Mm. Oh. <laughs> Just waiting for that jump that would have took out his knees and it turned into a horror movie. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Stranded in the middle of four is a broken knees. Yikes. Uh, on that though, I, I want to jump into ratings. Hey y'all, it's ratings time. I'll, I'll kick it off because I just talked. I give this three out of five Liddies for our unyouthed folk. Liddy is the fire emoji. Oh, like get lit. Yeah. Uh. There's a three out of five Liddies. Jerry's uh. dying. Harry's dying. <laughs> I think you taught me this, Harry. You taught me this term. You're responsible for this. <laughs> oh, Harry's no. laughing because Liddy rhymes with titty. 100%. <laughs> you know him too well. <laughs> Harry, tell me I'm wrong right now. Tell me I'm wrong right wrong. now. Tell me I'm wrong right now. Wrong. He's lying. So convincing. Harry, what do you give us a reading? How many Liddies? I'm not get, I'm not getting I'm not giving any liddies. I am giving it a four out of five 
Turt Reynolds. Just because... Turt Reynolds. Turt Reynolds. I will give it a four <laughs> out of five Turt Reynolds. <laughs> Best Canadian turtle. Because it is such a fun hiking experience. Solid four-hour hiking experience for me. Lots of pictures were taken. And a little spooky. Not, not too spooky. The story wasn't strong. But overall, if you like hiking, I think you'll like this game. Rogers, what do you think? Uh, I'll give this 40 out of 79 days. <laughs> you know, if you enjoy, you know, taking the perspective of other characters um, and you play this yourself, I would say play this alone or with like a person, maybe, then you could enjoy this game. But otherwise, I think there are better experiences that you could have. Gee, you have the most succinct rating system. I- I'm really excited for this. Oh, I'm so torn. Here's the thing. Right before the last, I would say, fifteen half an hour to 15 minutes, it was like a 4 out of 5 for me. It was highly recommended category. But the moment that we reached the final 15 minutes, it almost dropped into like a 1.5. And I've been thinking this whole time, is the ending really like that big of a deal? to drop it that low. And I think after hearing everyone talk and and like contemplating it, I do think it does have merits because this is a purely like story-based game. If it was like a story slash shooter game, if it was like Bioshock, right? Like sure, maybe if the Bioshock ending sucks, but at least you had fun shooting things. But right now it's like the ending sucks so you had fun hiking, which isn't the most exciting thing in the world. <laughs> you know, but... I feel really heartbroken when I say this, but this is a, at most a two out of five stars for me. I'm so torn, man. Oh. My heart's broken. You were so excited for to watch this game, too. I was! The graphics look so cool. You know, yeah. so Firewatch was on my wallpaper for the longest time because really? it looked so cool. The gra- yeah, it, it just wow. looks so cool. And when Harry Stagel was playing it, I was like, yes, please. But then, I don't know, man. That was such a letdown for me. Heart, heartbroken, as heartbroken as Henry is. Oh, I also want to kill, clarify one thing. So at the beginning of the podcast, I said there was like two storylines, right? One was the mystery and two was the uh, relationship between uh, Hen- Henry and Delilah. I think what Roger said was right about the relationship between Henry and Delilah. That concluded fine. Like, I like that. But the problem is because they put so much focus into the mystery and adding layers and layers of mystery and making you feel very invested into that almost more than their relationship. And when that didn't have any payoff, that just like, it just dropped. Yeah. Angela Clapton. Angela, what, what are your thoughts? What's your rating? I totally agree with what she said on that last bit. Uh, my rating, though, is going to be three out of ten beer cans. <laughs> <laughs> You missed seven, Harry. <laughs> I guess I did. I'm a bad person. <laughs> you did what you could. You, you can only pick up so many. Yeah, I, I tried. Damn. Three out of ten beer cans. Oof, that's a failing grade. Uh, Wait, did you did you want to explain why? Or does that? I mean, it? I, I, mean, I it's it goes up to back you. to everything I was saying before. Like I was just bored throughout this whole gameplay. So no, yeah. not recommending this then. Yes, I would not recommend this. Yeah. Okay, uh, Rogers, do the watch, play, cry. Do we recommend, and then you can answer that. 
Watch by Cry does not recommend Asterix unless you really like walking simulators and can take perspective of characters and don't mind endings that kind of peter out. And then go ahead and play it. But make sure you play it yourself and not watch other people play it online. That's good. Awesome. What's your reading? All right. Yeah, rude. I didn't even get my reading. Oh, uh, oh I thought I thought <laughs> Melissa already spoke. Sorry. You know, usually I fuck up. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I thought Melissa already it's spoke. Toxic. My bad. Wow. Okay. Well, Angela took my beer can, so I'm gonna say five point five out of ten wood planks that we had to use to board up our broken window. <laughs> five point five. That's a we passing. We have to search grade. for so many for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That that draft. Really, uh, really affected that rating, huh? Mm-hmm. I, this is a watch play cry. We just talked about Firewatch, where we found out through our discussion, the age of handwritten letters is dead. Long live the Firewatch. This episode has been brought to you by myself, Andy Wong. Rogers. Melly. Harry. She. And Angela. This has been watch play cry season one. This has been the season finale. Please join us next time for season two. What more can the future bring? Who knows? Music by Eric Opinado. Editing by Harry Chung and Gabriel Hauser.